Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it, so go check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock. And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances understand the markets, you know, regardless of your background experience, and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again. Now, if you like the show, I'd love it if you can click subscribe, so that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out, so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education. And now finally, before we start today's show, uh, if you're interested in learning more, please feel free to text the word STOCKS, S-T-O-C-K-S, to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are, and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your finances. All right, let's get into the show. All right, so today we're going to be discussing the current state of the cryptocurrency markets. That means in the framework of this conversation, we'll be doing Bitcoin, which is the OG cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and the rest of the altcoin world. And then if you want to talk about certain cryptocurrencies themselves, we can dive into that. But you know, to start off with, I want to ask your opinion, you know, it's 2019 summer. What, what do you think is the, is the way the general market thinks of cryptocurrencies and how do you think of cryptocurrencies? So this is actually pretty interesting because I think there are still uh, a a big, there's still a big population out there that's talking about Bitcoin or trading it, but there isn't, like it's not being put out there in the the press. And so to formulate opinion, I think it will ultimately comes down to the charts. And when I look at the charts, I see that. Charts meaning price charts of specific cryptocurrencies? Correct. Right, historically. And what I'm seeing is that Bitcoin is actually making its way back to mm. that peak that it hit right in in December or in November. Of Sl- last year. Much, much more slowly. But and yes, yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's better, like it right? it's to, much more. Oh, hundred percent. It's much more stable. Exactly. And much more right. Last. It's much more indicative of a of a market that's actually using the currency. That's that's slowly adapting. How many people do you think are actually using Bitcoin and cryptocurrency to do? day-to-day transactions like the way we use venmo or paypal or your credit card you know it's hard to say because i read i read a statistic back in back when i was you know riding the bull wave and it kind of scared me basically it said that i think i think it was like 40 to 60 percent of all of bitcoin is held by like a group of like 10 people i believe that like the whole satoshi Plus all the big organizations that just bought a ton. Yeah, then you hear about like Gary V who has like millions in Bitcoin, right? So uh, like, he has, yeah, he has like a few. Like he's not a big player in it. He's a nice player in it, but yeah, ten million is not yeah. an insane amount yeah. for the whole cryptocurrency, which I think revolves around two hundred fifty billion right now. Yeah, you all know. Okay, so so I, I guess now is the time for me to reveal this. I think that I have a, a pretty big theory about what's going on with Bitcoin right now. Tell me. I think that normal investors, and when I say normal investors, I'm talking about your your average swing traders, right? Your average swing traders and your average long-term holders. 
I think your average traders are simply seeing Bitcoin as another commodity, right? Just like we did back in the day. I mean, yeah, we use it as a digital currency in some aspects to do some. Oh, for trading. me, it's an investment. But yeah, exactly. For majority, for majority of people, it's an investment. However, the drivers of the price, I think, are the top one percent of the world. The people that the rich people who are actually using the currency to conduct transactions using Bitcoin who actually need to use who is that? What do you mean? You're saying like what do you mean by you think rich people are? I'm buying thinking about very Bitcoin? very rich people. I'm talking about institutions. Okay, I'm so companies, companies, okay. institutions, the, the the banks doing transactions right? doing transactions with cryptocurrency because they cannot facilitate those transactions for one reason or another on. U.S. dollars. So what are you saying? You're telling me that Goldman Sachs has their bank account bought $500 million worth of crypto and they're doing shit with it? And even if Goldman Sachs did one trade, it would move this up. It would move the market up of Bitcoin. It would move the price. A trade meaning they trade just exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's why it's so much slower because all you have are a whole bunch of people that are holding and then you have the top people. That are actually actually using it. So when you have just the rich that are using your currency, you're going to, and then you have a whole bunch of average traders that are holding it, you're going to have that currency go up in value. I mean, it's impossible for it not to. You know, it's the first time we're like, see, look, with the US dollar, traditionally what happened, the rich held their money and the poor were spending and buying their money and and buying things with the money. But this is the complete opposite. You have the poor and average holding Bitcoin hoping that it gets them to like that that big spike and the rich are using its its technical algorithm algorithmic makeup and structure to actually facilitate transactions and use and buy okay. and sell. so in my opinion it's it's gonna go up I don't I, I see you know like obviously you can't talk about Bitcoin without talking about Libra and you know we have another podcast about that so if you want to check that out just you know go look into that but I think that when Libra drops next year in the first half of 2020, it's going to, you know, probably have some sort of impact on Bitcoin. Either people from Bitcoin are going to switch over, either they're going to use both, either they're going to stay with Bitcoin for a while because there are some key differences, right? Bitcoin is completely permissionless. Anybody can use it. It's completely decentralized. Whereas, you know, Libra, you're going to have a face on your account. People are going to know who you are. Uh, you know, there's 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 going to be a hundred organizations that are going to dictate the supply of it. Um, so. There's going to be interesting things that happen in the crypto landscape, you know, in the upcoming six months. But, you know, my, one of my biggest questions right now is, you know, like, how do I tell which cryptocurrency should I be holding or should I be using? Which cryptocurrency is the best? It's just so much speculation about around it. Uh, you know, I don't have 500 analysts at my disposal like some of these institutions do to throw at these types of questions. So really it just comes down to, you know, personal preference for a lot of people. So what do you what do you think, like in terms of why did you, you don't think that. Let me let me rephrase this. So, Bitcoin, I think, is gonna, it's only being the poster child of the cryptocurrency world. I think in terms of, and again, I haven't done extensive research into this, but I'm quite confident in what I'm about to say, which is that the actual functionality and technical specifications of Bitcoin is quite weak, along with all of the evolution that has happened in all the other coins which is why i think like when libra comes out for example it'll so overshadow the original bitcoin but for me bitcoin is the concept of like investing in gold so there's a whole amount of other x commodities most other commodities actually have you have a use for 
but you're actually doing stuff with for manufacturing and everything. Gold doesn't get used, especially the gold reserve that the entire financial commodities market is based upon. Those gold bricks are sitting in just like a storage that we don't know, right? So they're not actually being used, but they're supposed to be used as the basis of the valuation of the entire market. So you see the comparison I'm making? I think that's what Bitcoin is being treated yeah. as yeah, um, it's, it's, for now. I don't know how long it's going to last. I've definitely heard the, heard the reference to, to Bitcoin being gold in the, in the context of the fact that a lot of these altcoins, uh, you know, which are other cryptocurrencies, stem off of the blockchain or use the technology that Bitcoin has. So essentially, the argument was put in place that you cannot have any altcoin, or rather, no matter which altcoin is successful or comes out to be the top, Bitcoin will always be there as the reserve currency yes. off of which it is backing. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not in the f- actual sense, but I know what you're saying, like, hypothetically. Like, you cannot have any altcoins without having Bitcoin. <laughs> That's essentially what was there. Yeah. Like that's why all these exchanges needed to have Bitcoin before they had any other altcoins. I mean, you never saw a single current exchange that had alt uh, selling altcoins that doesn't also sell you Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Because in order to buy those altcoins, you first needed to buy Bitcoin in order to even buy those altcoins. Correct. Right. Like when you put your cash in, you couldn't go from cash to altcoins. No altcoin allowed you to do that. I think maybe, maybe Litecoin, maybe Ethereum, maybe on Coinbase. But not universally, not on every exchange. Right. You know, it was certainly a technical, you know, achievement for them to even do that over at Coinbase, which we know, you know, they poured a lot of money into their team. However, billions, probably billions. Exactly. I mean, it, and they had a great team. They pulled people from great organizations, and and so in that context, I understand Bitcoin being referred to as gold. But what I see now happening with Libra, it's very interesting. I don't think that the technical side of Libra is going to have anything to do with Bitcoin, other than the fact that it's also a digital currency, because it's no longer going to be backed by Bitcoin. It's it's going to be the first currency, cryptocurrency, that's backed by fiat currencies, right? Yeah. And is viewed as an actual form of conducting transactions. So it's going to be exactly like Bitcoin, except that it's going to be a little bit more centralized. And that's only because the backing is Facebook. That's what you're saying. Like, the backing is like, 100 organizations. There's 2,000 other altcoins out there. But the reason you're not putting them on a pedestal is because there's no serious company that's dropped them well, besides until now, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, also, see, the thing is, Libra, it's going to be, it's comprised of the Libra Association, right? When I mean by comprised of, I mean it's, its supply, its movement, its technical structure is completely dependent upon the decisions being made by these 100 members. These hundred companies that have contributed ten million dollars to have a seat right on the. You board. know what this is? This is a small tangent, but I think you'll respect this. You know what Facebook essentially just did, right? Was that they saw a new emerging technology, and they saw that big corporations weren't looking to adopt it because, for whatever reason, maybe they didn't understand it, maybe they didn't feel it was right, but they capitalized on it and then brought in and formed alliances with all of these big corporations to go into and explore this whole yeah. venture together. Yeah, and, and why not, right? Like when you have the, the 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 leadership position in a tech firm, in a company like Facebook, of course you can you can push the, things, the frontier yeah. of cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, right? true, that's technology. what they're doing. Yeah, they're pushing yeah. new frontiers. Yeah, but yeah, going back to, to Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is, is viewed as gold, it's viewed as 
as this as this backup reserve, which is backing all the other altcoins. And I think even that view though is only held by us, by average traders, by your holders, by your swing traders, by people that are just looking to get money. Correct, but I would say that in terms of the global uh, population, us that you just defined, the people who are actually trading it back and forth, is only probably like ten percent of the population. And I think the ten percent of the population that's trading it controls the oh, the entire value. the market manipulation. Correct. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. They are the ones that actually move, are moving the pricing up. Like when I look the at this chart, the and again, I'm just looking at the charts. That's yeah. all I'm looking at, and I know for a fact that people like me and you are not using Bitcoin for the transactions. But I know who is. I know that banks are. I know that banks need to use crypto to move large amounts of money in a untracked, traceable, sure non-taxable, you know, nobody can look at it, no IRS eyes, nobody can look at it. Like, they need to do that. We don't care. We're, we're not looking to avoid taxes. We, we're happy to pay them. We, we like the security. We like the fact that we can pay this, stable, this you know, standard fee and not have any problems with the rest of our money. Mm-hmm. But these banks, you know, 4%, 5 20%, 15%, whatever it is, that's a that's a lot of money. At that point, me and you would have questions about whether or not we should they deserve it or or whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it's technical, financial, business decision, they use Bitcoin to move it. They don't look at it like a reserve. They look at it like the only cryptocurrency, right? Maybe it's in and they use other altcoins to further make their transactions untraceable. Right. And this is not, you know, I just want to point this out, this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory. This has been confirmed with you know people that would know, and I think that that's that's one thing that's gonna that's gonna really set apart so uh, uh, you know Facebook and, and uh, sorry Libra and Bitcoin because we look at this right. The point that I'm making is that me and you don't use Bitcoin. Only the richest, the rich of the richest do, right? What is Libra gonna do? Libra is gonna offer the exact complement. Libra is gonna be the currency, the cryptocurrency that average traders like me and you do use and the rich will probably still hope you enjoyed that podcast i know we went into a lot of detail uh but if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to me at admin admin at inpennystock.com And feel free to comment, review, and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast. And I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work, at the gym, whenever you're walking, or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here in Penny Stock. And finally, always let me know about what topics you're interested in, either via the review or emailing me. And I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for. Thanks for your time.